Welcome to another program of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanan Yokoin, here on ctkradio.org. And we have some interesting topics to talk about. Uh, the past week, we, the Jewish people, started a new cycle of reading the Torah every week. And obviously, we started from Genesis. And every year, when I put my mind into it, I learn more and more and more about the wisdom in Genesis. And of course, I also get a lot of questions. So I would like to start with the first segment, if we need to go to the next one, and share with you a few points of view on what's going on in Genesis. Genesis is in Hebrew, Bereshit, in the beginning. Right? In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And... So, the first thing that my kids ask me, well, according to the Jewish uh, tradition, the world is about 6,778 years old, okay? And obviously, my kids are very into science and the whole thing, and in science, we are talking in the billions. So, how could it be? Dad, how could it be? Who is right? Who is wrong? He says, nobody is right and nobody is wrong. The Torah tells us what we need to know. Obviously, the answer I gave him is that God created the world not from a first atom and then he waited uh, half a billion years to add another atom and then the whole process that the science assume. And this is a key word here. It's a theory. Assume that that what happened, the Big Bang, etc., etc., God created it as is, as a billion years old. What's, I don't see any contradiction in that scenario. So did he create the dinosaurs? The dinosaurs are uh, also billions of years. Okay, you can assume that they are billions of years. I assume that they are not. But in either way, it is not affecting my faith. Because it is irrelevant. It is irrelevant to the way I need to behave. It is irrelevant to my mission in this life, in this world. It's irrelevant. What, what, let's say, you know, let's say it's one scientist will tell you the dinosaurs were a billion, six hundred million years ago. And then they're going to find out, no, it's only a billion years. Who is right? No. Based on what we learn now, we know that things could be, you know, changing the weather, the climate, whatever. So it's all assumption. So we, the Jewish people, followed by the Christians who follow the Bible, we ex- uh, accept what the Bible says. If you want, it's an assumption. You can call it whatever you want. This is our theory. Okay? After 120 years, when we go wherever we need to go, we can ask who is right. It's irrelevant because you're not going to come back. Okay? So let's do, let's focus on what we need to do here. If the world is 6 billion years or 6,000 years, it has nothing to do with the way I need to live my life. The, uh, the amount of food I need to bring to my kids and uh, what job I'm going to choose. Nothing. Now, if you want to take God out of your life, then you can start debating. Well, if you're going to prove me 
that so and so I or prove me that there is God. Prove me that there isn't. Can you prove me that there is no God? A few months ago, I went to uh, Wyoming for the total eclipse. And let me tell you something. This thing doesn't happen by coincidence. Okay? Call it God, the Creator, whatever. Lord of the Universe. I cannot care less. Somebody planned that. This, is, this thing cannot be happened by randomly. Okay? No way. So the same attitude I bring to this question of science versus Genesis. Besides, there are so many things we don't know, and this is a key point here. We need to understand that we don't know. We need to understand that we cannot understand everything that God did. If we would, we would be gods. Okay? So, a little, little bit of, you know, be humble a little bit. Don't assume you can understand everything. And right now, let's say that the more people you meet, you understand that they, it's not just that they don't understand God, they don't, they don't understand their life, themselves. So if you don't understand yourself and you want to understand God, something is not working well. And again, if you have agenda of being, you know, um, anarchist in a way, take God or any authority out of your life, then you're going to come up with some crazy explanation to certain things, as long as it serves the agenda. Now, if, so let's, let's, let's try to take Genesis to our life today. And we see that humanity did mistakes over and over and over and over again. And for Jews and uh, many, many Christians, talking about the original sin, right? The sin that uh, Adam ate from what the Christian believed was an apple. We, the Jews, do not agree with that. It wasn't an apple. But hey, if uh, Michelangelo put it on the ceiling of the church, it's got to be, got to be true. So if you want to be an apple, go ahead. Here he was a mango. Who knows? Um, in the Jewish tradition, we have certain, a few opinions about what was that fruit. But again, it doesn't matter. What's matter is to read beyond the, the text. What is the message? So a few things that are, we can see in, in, the, in the portion, the parasha of Bereshit, of Genesis. So the first thing, which I think is the original sin, is that man, Adam, or human, think he, know, he got it all, he knows everything, especially if his, if his wife tells him that that's what he needs to think. Um, right? So this, I'm, I don't need to obey God. I can, I can use my own judgment as a thinking creature, unlike, you know, uh, uh, jellyfish to monkeys, I have a brain. I'm a homo sapiens. I'm no longer walking on my, my uh, four limbs. Okay? I'm standing. I can think. And therefore, I think I can eat that fruit. And my wife is driving me crazy. But this is a different story. 
This is the original sin. It's not that he ate. Okay? The eating itself doesn't give you anything. It is you didn't obey the rules that your creator put them basically, basically to protect you. Okay? But you know best. You know better than anyone else, including God. This is human arrogancy. And in a way, idol worshipping. I call it self-worshipping. I know better than God. I know when God is making mistakes. I can analyze it with my sophisticated brain. And says, this situation, God did a mistake. Or he did it good. I can give him also, I can grade him. Right? God, you got an A. Very good job. This is like the most self-centered, egocentric, and ego other thing that I don't want to mention the name, uh, type of behavior. So this is, the, this is the original sin. So if you want to fix, you don't need to, you know, oh, I'm not going to eat that fruit. Is just obey. God told you something. Your Creator told you something. Don't be a smartass. Don't think you can. You know better than Him, right? And if you read, if you look at the text, it's amazing. When after they ate, Adam and Eve, Adam vechava, they ate and they realized that they are naked. Remember? And suddenly they feel shame. Before that, no shame. But now the they're starting to get confused with all kinds of ideas. So, so what do we see here? God says, Adam, where are you? And Adam is hiding. Seriously? Seriously. You messed it up, and you think if you hide, you're going to somehow, what? You're going to try to manipulate your creator. Very, very sophisticated. And just to, just to uh, make you understand, Adam is considered a prophet. He spoke, he spoke to, to God, to the Creator. He was not a stupid person. But again, because he ate, because he disobeyed, now he has uh, to find uh, his way out, out of it. And they hide in the garden. And when the Almighty finding them, says, why did you hide? What did Adam says? I was ashamed to, to speak with you because I, I, I was naked. Seriously. So you see, you, a lie or a twisted tooth, truth is leading to another... You, you're not going get, to get away with that. So this is the original sin. The original sin is not about the eating. It's about the disobeying. It's about the finding excuses. Okay? Oh, it wasn't me, it was my wife. You can take her. Okay, God, give me a new one. Uh, one that actually uh, listened to me instead of me listening to her. And Hava, Eve, the same story. Why did you eat? It was the snake, the serpent, Nahash. It's all, it's all symbolic. Okay? You can go with, you know, with the simple story. Yeah, this is what happened, no problem. But I want to encourage you all of you, Jews, Christians, whatever, to look beyond the text. Look what is the message. Okay, the message is, A, stop blaming others. Stop uh, finding uh, other people to pay, your, pay for your mistakes. 
be a man, literally, be a man, be a woman. Says, you know, God, I messed it up. I'm sorry. According to tradition, the Jewish tradition, Adam did the whole process of, uh, of uh, regretting for 130 years. And I'm going to talk more about it in our next segment. For now, let's, talk, let's take a quick break using to the Jewish view. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanani Cohen, here on ctkradio.org. Another segment of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanani Cohen. We are talking about the original sin. So, as I said, based on Jewish tradition, Adam, Adam, took 130 years to repent. Now, remember, the guy uh, lived 930 years. So, 130 years, he was like teenager or something like that. Um, young adult, after the scene, just to repent about what he did. And he realized that there is this concept of, and we talked about it a few times, about of Teshuvah, of repent, that he learned it from his son. The first, firstborn in the Bible was a murderer. Okay, the firstborn. And again, this is now, so the first sin was what? Was between the man, us, all of us, self-worshipping ourselves, so, so uh, self-satisfaction, arrogancy, ego, egocentric, how successful we are, how we can conquer and, and do all that. And this is between us and the Creator. Okay, this is the first sin. The second sin is what? Is between us and other humans. Okay? Because Cain, Cain killed his brother for what? The usual ego, my, uh, control, property, the usual, nothing changed. So th- this time, this time the, um, the sin. It's not just between us and God that, you know, do not murder, right? I created you, I created him. Get along. Now, even that we cannot do, we need to um, go and do sins between, between us, between humans. Kill, steal, uh, cheat, all that type of stuff. So this is the second sin. And if you look at the text, after... Again, Cain, Cain, trying to mis- mislead, mislead the Creator. Where is your brother, Havel? I don't know. Am I, uh, am I my brother keeper? Right? Who are you kidding? See, nothing learned from the first time. You mess it up, step forward, says, You know what? I don't know why I did it. I killed my brother. 
I take full responsibility. Now, God, do whatever you think you need to do to me. But no, excuses, lack of resp taking responsibility. I don't know. I am not my brother keeper. And what the Almighty says? The blood of your brother is screaming from the earth, from the land. So you can't really, again, manipulate uh, being no smarter than God. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. But the one thing that we learn from that, this is already a progress of humanity, is that Cain asked the Almighty to save him. Right? Because it says, and now everybody that will find me will kill me. So... According to the Torah, God put um, a mark on Cain that everybody know not to kill him. So he repented. He, he took responsibility after a while. After a while. And uh, he paid the price eventually. But it wasn't as severe. So Adam, when he talked to his son, the only one now, after the... the younger one was murdered. He says, what did the Almighty told you? He says, well, I said I'm sorry. I said that I, I took responsibility. Not perfectly. So Adam took a, a, a message. The message was, you can repent. You can, no, you cannot bring heaven back. He's dead. But you can now do something. You know, you can teach others not to do that. You can... Uh, you, you get, you get the, the message, you learn something, and you're going to teach other people not to do the same mistake that you have done. So, this is part of the concept of Teshuvah, of uh, repent over your sin. And again, don't try to outsmart God. I think, I think maybe every, every program I, re I repeat that message. Do not try to outsmart God, it's not going to work. Okay? So, this is the second sin. So, let's just... Go over it again. The first one was between God and the human. Right? We disobey and we took no responsibility. We blame some, someone else. The second one, because we're so successful and we know better than God, we started killing each other. Now it's between humans. Because we, are, we, you know, we have our brain tell us to, that is telling us to do certain things based on our interest. And it's usually the same. Money, control, power, ego, etc. If you go to the end of the parasha, I think it was chapter, the fifth chapter or something like that, I usually don't follow the, the Bible chapters and verses. This is something that the Christian made up, and we usually follow by a different, um, different form of, of reading. So... Towards the end, after ten generations, ten generations from Adam till Noah, what do we have? We have many, many people who are basically corrupt. So you see, once you took God out of it, and then you justify your behavior, eventually you're going to be stripped away from even the basic moral common sense values. Now this is between a man and himself. 
you can no longer you can no longer um, overcome very basic desires. So what was the sin? The sin was oh you see a, a, a woman that is married to someone else you like her you take her. You see uh, somebody that has something that you want and you take you take it. You can know that well God gave him this or you know he worked for it. Forget God. We took God out of the story, okay? Because we are so sophisticated. The guy worked for his whatever. He, he uh, I don't know, get diamonds out of the ground. He worked on them and cleaned them and did the whole work. Oh, I like it. I'm stronger than you. I'm going to take it from you. By force. Why? Why you cannot respect the other, the other person's uh, effort? Forget God. For a second, even even the basic values, morals and values, you can no longer hold. You see, it's a decline. It's a decline from being a prophet all the way down to being less an animal. Even animals, if you look at nature, they have wars between you know the lions and the cheetahs and the hyenas. But you can once everybody has their territory. Every lion respects the other lion territory, most cases, okay? But you don't see lion eat other lion. They will go hunt something else. So we went even lower than that. So all the, all the philosophy and you know literature that we have that, yeah, we don't need God, we can think about better humanity, better, make the world a better place without God, without the law of the Bible, because we are so sophisticated, again, we're so intelligent. Well, tell it to Stalin, who was very into making the world a better place by killing everybody else. Tell it to uh, Hitler, who wanted to clean the world from certain species that were not uh, into his level. Jews, gypsies, gays, whatever. We can continue. The bottom line is that those people and those who follow their, their uh, guidelines, that you can live in this life without God, without a moral superiority from above, from the heavens, it's not going to work. You know, this week in the news was this scandal. I don't know why people think it's a scandal. It seems to be very, very logical based on this. I'm talking about that producer from uh, in Hollywood, the sexual harassment, abuse, rape, etc., etc. We're talking about a mentality that took God out of everything. They mock God. They mock Christians. They, <clears throat> they mock Jews. They would, they would mock uh, Muslims, but they don't have the guts to do so. It's much easier to mock Christians and Jews who are no, not willing to fight and to kill. But go make fun you know, of Muslims. Let's see how brave you are, how sophisticated you are when you take all religions out. So you see this guy who has, doesn't believe in God, because if he would, I don't think he would be into that situation. A slave to his own desires, which are very, very basic and low. And yet, Hollywood is preaching 
to everyone else about the right morals and values, how to accept the, the difference between people, how to be anti-gun. If you're really anti-gun, it's a whole topic. Stop using guns in your movies. If you're really into uh, stop sexual harassment, stop treating uh, women like they are, you know, for uh, a show purpose only. Have some modesty. But again, when you, talk, when you take God out of your life, you're eventually going to be lower than a basic animal. Let's take another quick break. You're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanan Yakon, here on citycareradio.org. segment of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanani Cohen, here on citycareradio.org. So we talked about all the mistakes, all the sins, right? We go, we went from between us and, and the Creator, between us and human, and eventually between us and ourselves. We're not even in a shape of women. We look humans, but we act like, like beasts. So, okay, now we know what's wrong. We need to talk about what's right. So first of all, What's right is you need to, to uh, um, what's the expression, to reshuffle the, the, the deck, basically. You need to get rid of all the garbage. That's what the flood basically did. It was sad, but there was no way to correct that situation. And if you think that it cannot happen again, maybe not a flood. But ask the people in, uh, in uh, Houston and in uh, all those islands that were wiped out. What do they think about what's going on? Forget the dead. Everything was wiped out. So the creator is not limited in the way he can reshuffle the deck. Okay, the cards. So now, we need to see what we need to do. So the humanity started with Noah. Again, Noah, his wife, his, his uh, three uh, sons, and their wives. And you would expect that they will learn from the, from the mistakes of the ten previous generation. But if you again look, they did the same mistakes. And we're not going to talk about it today, but this is something to think about. So, we need to focus, after we understand the principle, we need to focus on what we need to do. And what we really need to do is to follow the guidelines. The guidelines are very simple. I'm talking about the seven laws of Noah. Okay? The Noah, uh, sure, they have a different explanation or expression to say that. So, what are they? First of all, first of all, we're talking about basic humanity. So, 
The first one will be, do not take God out of your life. Meaning, do not worship idols. And based on what we said before, that including the idol that is in yourself. You're so successful and rich and whatever. Stop being an idol. Obviously, back in the days, it was, you know, the god of the sun, the god of the lightning, Neptune, whatever, all those guys. So the first thing is do not worship idols. Get idols out. Have a clear communication between you and the creator. If you cannot communicate, follow the guidelines. Number two, not to curse God. It's a sign of disrespect. You're taking God out of your life again. This time in a very uh, non-polite way. So those two, I believe, uh, back then, punishment was death, if I'm not mistaken. In Judaism, punishment is death, uh, but we hardly see anything like that. Look at the... So many uh, Jews are idol worshippers. Jews, Christians, they're all over the place. doesn't matter. The religion is not important. And we're not, we're not killing anybody. We are just praying for them that they will, you know, literally see the light and realize that, you know, something is wrong here. Once you take God out of your life, your life is... You can say your moral, your, your, your values, your... But the minute you see a, a young uh, female, you're going to go crazy. There's nothing higher than your brain that is stopping you. And your brain is not that strong. Okay, so the third one is to establish, to create a justice system. Structure, government is a necessity. Not a big one, not a corrupt one. In a way, I am in this, I'm very libertarian. <laughs> but you should have some kind of structure, justice system. If somebody is doing a harm to another fellow human, there should be some kind of consequences. Otherwise, you have anarchy. Okay, you have this lives matter, that lives matter, and no one's, no, no one's lives matter, eventually. The color is not important. Once you take, you take other people's uh, rights to live, black, white, yellow, pink, whatever, eventually everybody will lose their privilege. So we need to get, to get along with each other. So a justice system is a must. And based on that justice system, whatever, the, whatever the, that culture is up to, this is, should be the, the, the system, the punishment, either death penalty, a fine, um, hard work, whatever. But should be a structure, should be justice. Extremely important. There is no place for anarchy in according to the, to the Torah, to the Bible. No anarchy. Even a bad king is better than, than anarchy. Now, we're not encouraging bad rulers, and we have enough. We see the damage they're creating. But still, it's better than, you know, gangs and uh, militias and all that mess. Number four. You shall not commit murder. If you want to live, respect other people's other people lives. Very basic, very um, common sense, basically. The Almighty created you, and guess what? He created everyone else. 
who are you? And again, this is a form of idol, self-idolizing. Oh, yeah, and I think God made a mistake when he created Johnny. I'm going to kill Johnny. Who are you? Your blood is not better than his. And again, this has nothing to do with race or with religion or with uh, financial situation. Nothing. Everybody has the right to life, even unborn babies. And I think you understand what I'm talking about. Okay, number five. Do not commit adultery or, or sexual immorality. We are talking here about basically, uh, according to the Bible, and I know some people have a hard time with this in this modern era, we are talking about um, lack of respect to other families. So you take, you know, you're going with a married woman that is not yours, someone else's wife. This is immoral. You uh, gays, less, lesbian less, but more gays and stuff like that, immoral, according to the Bible. Jews are not allowed to do so. I mean, those who don't follow the Bible can do whatever they want. But you will see that the society will, the humanity eventually will go down and down and down until they will hit rock bottom. And then who knows what will happen. And obviously there's a lot to talk about it. Uh, we are no longer, you know, executing them, especially not in the Western world. We shouldn't. But we should not encourage that. Other places, go to Iran, you will see them hanging from the, from the cranes. They kill gays. They throw them from buildings or whatever. So we're not encouraging that, but it still doesn't, doesn't make it uh, moral. Number six. Do not steal. Respect the property of other human beings. Meaning you have the right. This is, this is something that I think the American founding fathers really put their mind into it. You have the right to hold in to property. You have the right to have a property. The king, well, the government, or other people, stronger people, will not come and just take it from you because they feel like it. Okay, if it's yours, if you worked hard for it, you didn't get it through a corrupted system, then we have something to talk about and respect your rights to have whatever you have. So nobody, even not the government, can come and take and steal. And stealing, in a way, taxes as well. Okay? Tax is, an, is, an, is a must. If you want to have a government, we need to have tax. But once it's going to go crazy, and taxes, and, you know, more bureaucracy, and more bureaucracy, it's a form of stealing. And then people are worshipping that government for some reason. And remember, there is nothing free. When the government says it's free, nothing is free. Someone is paying for it. Number seven, the last one. Not to eat flesh torn from a living animal. Why is this so important? It, I think, the way I see it, it, it is important because... Okay, now I, I understand that others are human like me, but the cow is not human. The chicken is not human. Whatever I want to eat, the fish is not human. So I'm going to get lower 
on a moral scale than the animal that I'm gonna kill it while it is alive. If you wanna kill, if you wanna eat it, you know, slaughter it, do it properly, quick, no pain, uh, straight to the point. Then you can eat, but don't don't be cruel. Because, because once you start to be cruel to animal, you're going to end up being cruel to other people. I mean, we, see, we can see now the opposite. We see people that are more care about the animals than they care about humans. Okay? This is also twisted. Uh, like all those PETA, whatever those organizations, that they care about. And it's good that somebody care about other creatures. But what about the humans? Oh, we should kill all those who eat animals. You, something is twisted there. So it's twisted to both directions. So this is something that, this is the last one, the seventh one. Do not be cruel to animals. And with that, we're going to take another quick view, another quick, sorry, another quick um, break view. Oh, too many views. Um, and we take another quick break. And you're listening to uh, The Jewish View. That was the view I was looking for. Uh, listening to Rabbi Hanani Cohen here on citykradio.org. segment of the day. You're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on citykradio.org. The, this week, this Shabbat, we're going to read the portion that speak about Noah and the flood and all the restarting humanity process uh, after the flood. And again, I want you to look beyond the, the story itself. The other cultures who have we have stories about the big floods. Uh, this is not the point. The point is, okay, how do you restart humanity? If it was, if the flood was this way or that way, or not important. There's always a message that is hidden in the in those stories. So, towards the end of the portion, after you know humans, uh, Noah and his kids get out of the ark and every kid got some kind of continent, right? Ham got Africa, including Egypt, his, all his sons. You look at the names over there, they're very interesting. Um, some got Europe, and the Shemites got basically Israel, uh, the Middle East, bottom line, the Middle East. Everybody was happy. You, God gave you this portion, this end. You're going to be successful in this part. What happened? Again, talking about the three sins we mentioned in the beginning, I'm going to jump forward a little bit and go straight to the sin that, that happened when Nimrod, look at his, look at his name, decided he, he is going to create an empire. So basically what he did, he forced farmers 
regular people, regular folks who are to pay taxes, to build his empire, to have a big army, to go and conquer, to uh, build huge walls that some of the remains you can actually still find in Iraq. So this is, this is just like the scene that we saw before. And it's not just that he's the king, he declared himself as God. Okay, everybody was supposed to worship him. Everybody, until a young teenager, the, the founding father of the monotheistic Judaism, and actually, I think, every monotheistic form, challenged him. Telling him what you're doing is not is not the right thing. There's only one king. And this is the master of the universe. Well, I'm the king. Well, if you're the king, can you make the sun go from you know sunrise in the west and sun sundown in the in the east? If you do that, you're you're God. Obviously he couldn't. Okay? But what is the message? And this is what where I want to go a little bit deeper. You want to have a government? Okay. Don't steal the people. Don't um, make them slaves to the system. Let, their, let them be free. Yes, in a frame. Should, they should be free. Shouldn't be anarchy. Do not, not get confused here. Anarchy doesn't equal freedom. Freedom has a structure. In, according to Judaism, if you follow... The, the creator, God, you are free. You're not slave, you're free. If you follow anything else, you're a slave. What is anything, everything else? Everything else is, like we said before, is you. Self-worshipping is uh, money, is American Idol, okay? Hollywood, I want to be famous. I want to do this, I want to do that. It's good if it's, if it's you know, you don't miss the whole, the whole point. Once you go crazy with it, you lose control, you're not gonna, it's not going to end up well. So, and you're going to be a slave. You're going to be a slave to sex. You're going to be a slave to, to technology. You're going to be a slave to whatever. All kind of weird stuff that... Uh, Oh, every year, you know, they, they come up with some new disorders. It's not a disorder. It's not what happens when you take God out of your life, when you don't have a structure. And if you go to the church, to the synagogue, even if you go to the mosque or to the temple, you still have some kind of structure that you expect, okay, there's something that is uh, more important, more wise, more uh, powerful, powerful than myself. You accept some kind of spiritual authority. Because if it's just government authority, okay, so the next government will cancel and delete the laws that this government did. It's going to be a revolution. If, even if you pay attention, if you don't pay attention. Always, there should be always a presence of, of the Almighty in, in our life. And yes, we're going to mess it up. We're going to do horrible things. We're going to hopefully don't do no killing and stuff like that, but we're going to cheat here and cheat there and um, all kind of sins the key is 
deal with it, take responsibility. Don't say, well, everybody's stealing, so I'm going to steal too. Be the, be the Noah of the generation. The problem with Noah was that he was the only righteous man in his generation. All the others were, I don't know, crooks, politicians, government officials, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. All the answers are correct. There was one person that said, I don't care what other people do. I'm going to do what the right thing to do. And he was saved. But the idea is that he didn't pray for them. He didn't try to change their ways. And they actually made fun of him. Oh, what are you building? Right? You're building an ark. Are you crazy? We have this. We have technology. We, we can deal with whatever the, your God is going to bring upon us. We have bridges that are category 5 proof. Well, here comes category 7. Good luck with that. Here comes earthquake and we come together. You cannot outsmart God. The, according to Jewish tradition, after Noah came out of the ark and he saw the situation, he started crying. Everybody's, everybody was wiped out. And the Almighty says, now you're crying? Why did you cry when I told you I'm going to bring the flood and abolish everything? Why did you cry then? But this was just one step in the development of the next righteous person. If you look at the story of Abraham, Abraham, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Amorah, horrible people. Also, everything was legal. They had a very great government. They were everybody equally poor. Maybe they were the first communists. I don't know. He prayed for them. God, don't kill them. Maybe there are 30. Maybe there are 20. Maybe there are, Right? He asked the Creator to spare them. But Noah didn't even do that. So, what is the lesson? The lesson is, A, do stop complaining. Well, those guys are doing so, and those guys are... Do something. If you see um, a bad situation, somebody needs your help, put away his religion, his skin color, his gender, his whatever. Help the guy. Whatever he's doing after that is his, his story, his journey. But we as humans, we need to make the world, again a better place where all humans can live with each other under many nations under God and we the first thing is we are not killing God and says well God is dead and therefore now we can do whatever we want he sacrificed himself for us okay you know what I'm talking about this is not this is not a solution because if God is dead everybody can do whatever they want if God sacrificed himself for you, for your sin, he might do it again and again and again, so why should I stop sinning? I can always make sins. Someone else will pay for it. Even if it's God. Bottom line, guys, bottom line. Responsibility. Take responsibility. Stop the self-worshipping about how successful, rich, famous you are. We all are. We're all have our own journey, our own story. And we need to make it a, better, a good story, not a negative story. With that, I'm going to close the program for today. I want you to think about it. 
see what can you do, how can you change, how can you make the world a better place under God, most important. Do not take God out of your life. That was the original sin. So you're listening to Rabbi Hanani Kohen here on The Jewish View. Listening to citycareradio.org.